Welcome to Glass Talk, Canada's podcast for the architectural glass industry. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Glass Talk is brought to you today by UL Canada. As a special promotion, UL is offering listeners a limited time opportunity to receive a project consultation. To take advantage of this offer, please visit canada.ul.com slash glass today. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Glass Talk. This is Pat Flannery. I'm here today with Haya Sagrati from UL Labs. She is the manager of the Toronto Laboratory Testing Services. And uh, Haya joined me today to talk about testing window wall. It can be a vexing uh, problem that uh, some uh, consultants and fabricators struggle with. And uh, UL Labs uh, obviously has seen a lot of this. And uh, I thought Haya had some really good advice on uh, just how to go forward with sort of the minimal uh, amount of pain. And she had some good advice for designers uh, looking at uh, what standards they need to meet and, and how they'd want to test. Uh, Haya and I touched on uh, the exact definitions of window wall, um, what the relevant standards are, uh, the new uh, A440.6 uh, standard that's coming out, um, high rise versus low rise. We talked a bit about um, on site versus mock up testing. Um, Hi is a, a fan of the mock-up testing for, for obvious reasons, but uh, also because it just works better. Um, we talked a little bit about, uh, actually quite a bit about energy efficiency and uh, what kind of uh, uh, tests and protocols you might want to follow to uh, make sure that the window wall system uh, meets all those, uh, those energy standards that, uh, that the architects and the designers are going to want to see. So we had a great conversation with Haya. Uh, and uh, want to big, give a big thank you to UL Labs for uh, sponsoring our podcast today. And without further ado, here is Haya Sagrati from UL Labs. Okay, I'm here with Haya Sagrati from UL Labs. She is the manager of Toronto Laboratory Testing Services. How are you doing today, Haya? Good afternoon. How are you today? Very good. I'm thank good. You. I'm good. It's uh, it's great to talk to you. I know we we see each other from time to time at some of the shows. And uh, we uh, we don't get to do that anymore, do we? I know it's a it's a it's a different world out there now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty strange. <laughs> so uh, look, I, I what we wanted to talk about today was uh, was window wall testing. Um, I think it's a I think it's kind of a it can be kind of a fraught subject. I know I've heard um, uh, from uh, you know different different consultants who have a lot of complaints about the way uh, window wall is designed and applied. And we're, we're not going to get into that because that's not your thing, but your thing definitely is uh, 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 testing and helping uh, the fabricators uh, uh, get their product approved for, for use in the buildings, right? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. You're here to assist them when it comes to the testing portion of it. Yep, absolutely. So let's, uh, let's, let's get into that a, a bit, I guess. First of all, as far as the definitions that are out there are concerned, Haya, uh, in the standards and, and, and what you guys use, what, what exactly constitutes window wall? When, when do you have to refer to those, those standards for a product that you've created? So typically, window walls are wall cladding assemblies that uh, in 
could include fenestration or opaque portions. Uh, they typically span from a primary floor structure to the underneath of the next primary floor structure. Uh, they only carry their own weight. They don't carry any ver uh, vertical loads. And they have a separator or integral floor edge cover. That's okay. a typical, what's the definition of the window walls. They typically are also fastened uh, at the head or anchored, I should say, at the head and at the uh, sill to the adjacent floor structures. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good to know because, uh, you know, sometimes there can be things that uh, that don't fit neatly into, into any particular category. So when you're, uh, when you're, Designing window wall when you're getting a system approved. What what standards are we uh, are we looking at here that are that are relevant? There are a few standards that are uh, out there, which are some of our Canadian, some of our American. There is also the new CSA for 40.6 that was issued that actually addresses some of the issues and some of the things about window walls. But typically, uh, when it comes to window wall, it's very job specific. It's per projects. So majority of the time and the design team, they come up with a specific set of requirement and test procedures that is required for that specific location and the building and the requirement for that building. So typically, uh, the, there isn't exact a standard out there, but it really, it's based on what is in the project specifications. Okay. So what's going to happen when you, uh, when you want to test one of these? Uh, obviously, uh, you know, th there's going to be, a, uh, like you say, oftentimes a custom design with an engineer sign off on it. Um, where does UL Labs come into that process? So typically what happens is uh, when, a, when a job is at a level that they need, a, they tr a project specification is created and a manufacturer team is chosen. They send us a copy of their drawings, so that a section of the mock-up drawing that they want to test. They then they send us along with the test procedure that has been embedded with the inside the project specifications. Uh, based on those requirements, then we create a chamber here for them. They come in, they install the chamber into a rough, uh, they install the system into a rough opening, I apologize. Mm -hmm. And we test the system based on those requirements. The test specification tells us the sequence of the test that they want to meet and the pass and fail criteria for each one of those tests. Okay, and the test, um, the test protocol that's used would be what, ASTM? Uh, majority of them are ASTM. There are some AMA standards that are also attached to it, but majority mm -hmm. of it are ASTM and AMA. And, but uh, the sequence of how you perform the test, it's very specific, as I mentioned. And the pass and fair criteria, it's also specific. In, in general, what are the common elements of those tests? What do you, well, you, you said you have to set up a chamber, um, and this is where you're blasting it with the water, right? Right. So typically, uh, in a typical case scenario, they want to measure the air infiltration, water penetration. Typically, for water, they want to look at a static and dynamic uh, uh, water pressures. Uh, they want to see the structural movement uh, and the live load movement. So that's why they get into also, in some cases, get into interstory movement, whether it's vertical or whether it's horizontal interstory movement. 
They also want to sometimes look at the thermal stress of the system and how uh, temperature difference actually affects the system and what is the results at the end of the day. Uh, so in order to evaluate a lot of these cases, they ask for repetitivity of different test scenarios. Uh, and that's where we come in with different procedures. So when they come in, we build them a chamber, uh, they come in, they install their mock-ups, and then based on those sequences, as for, uh, we follow step-by-step uh, -step those sequences. Okay. Are there big differences between testing for uh, uh, lower-rise installations versus versus higher up. I know a lot of the concerns about window walls seem to pop out when uh, when people are trying to put these very high up on buildings. Uh, as far as the test sequences may not, but as far as the test pressures that they ask for, it could vary mm -hmm. uh, depending on at what level they're installing these systems. Uh, they could vary on the performance of the test. Okay. Um, one uh, one thing I, I, I hear a lot, uh, sometimes more on the residential side, but uh, but I, I imagine it, it translates over a little bit is uh, is frustration with where you may have slightly different designs in different parts of a building or slightly different designs from project to project. Um, does UL have ways to help people get um, uh, a wider uh, range of designs covered uh, by their testing? So uh, a typical case scenario and what's unique about my, this type of testing when you do it in the lab is that you your mock-up or the section that is tested in the lab doesn't necessarily need to be exact elevation taken from the pro, uh, system that will be installed on site. They could include variation of within that area that they want to test. They could include different variation of their design. For example, they could include connection, uh, balcony detail connection versus a straight uh, uh, wall through connection. They could include uh, all glass versus opaque versus, you know, uh, with the vent system into it. So they could take, and the system that at the end of the day gets tested, it doesn't necessarily represent exact location on the building. So th in that manner, they can test the majority of different combination that they could have on the job, a specific job. Uh, a lot of times, uh, some manufacturers may also want to look at it and understand it for their own purpose to just have a report to provide it to a, um, for different tenders, depending on what's out there. Uh, so they could come up with their own, uh, their own design team could come up with a procedure that would be a minimum requirement that they want to meet. Uh, and they could offer that for a tender and then if they realize based on their experience that different tenders out there has different requirements, then they will uh, test those specific test methods at a later time. And that's really where you guys come in, right? Is if somebody comes to you and says, look, I, you know, I have this and I don't know how much flexibility I have and I don't know how much variation, you know, I can really get away with. Uh, are you guys comfortable advising people on that, uh, on that kind of thing? To extend, yes. Yeah. As yeah. uh, as far as it because at the end of the day we uh, we have to ensure that the uh, manufacturers have a full understanding and comfortable about what they're receiving from us. So we will assist them as much as we can in order mm -hmm. to give them some guidelines of what's the uh, requirements out there. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I it, it's it's something I know they, uh, they you know a lot of them want to get away. They want to make their test cover as much, yeah, right. <laughs> as many different scenarios as as, yeah. as as they possibly can. It just seems to be the constant challenge with yeah. with getting things tested. Yeah, and then they, in this case, they just have to realize sometimes there is then there's those specific cases that there's test the project requires a specific performance level or a specific type of test where then they have to just talk to the design team at that point right right so as long as it's satisfying what the design team and i guess what the end user is going to be happy with you're you're pretty much okay yeah okay good um energy standards uh the uh you know one of the things people say about window wall is uh is uh you know it's 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 going to be tough to get the same level of energy performance out of it um whether that's true or not is a is a question for the philosophers um but uh i uh, what what sort of um what sort of energy standards does 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 window wall have to meet and and, and how is that tested so typically their uh, requirements as uh, it's again because it is they are quite they could be very unique uh, and specific it is very project specific again so within the project specifications they do ask for uh, energy performance ratings that they require for that uh, system uh, so so it's a little bit different uh, where Again, and it also goes back to the requirement for the building. What is the levels that they want to achieve for the building? And therefore, uh, in the reflection, how is that going to affect the window wall system? And what is the requirement for the window wall system at that point? Right. And and how is 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 that testing usually just down to the air wall, the, like sort of the same air water, and we've got this much leakage at this much pressure or not? Uh, or is there like like testing U value in the glass or anything uh, like that? What, yeah, what? so that's a typical uh, the thermal modeling that they do to calculate the U value. Whether they use the uh, different standards that are out there, such as CSA or NFRC, they use those standards to calculate the U values. But their U values are specific to the requirement for job specific requirements. Right. Okay. Good stuff, and you guys obviously have all the. Uh, give me, give me an idea of, uh, of of how that how that apparatus looks in the in your labs. Oh, that's just a computer simulation. So they have to just send us their drawings, uh, and then we based based on the drawings that they have, we use the approved, uh, appropriate thermal uh, and window modeling programs, and then we actually model those systems. Oh, okay. So you don't have to put these things in a box and have it hot on one side and cold on the other, and and, and uh, not for the U value. Right. Okay. When is that? When is that done? Uh, it depends on uh, again the projects uh, and right. what if they need it, but if they have it, you know, then they 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 will do that test. Right. But you guys, you guys are you'll get into setting that kind of thing up if somebody wants it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what about, um, say, passive house standards? Is that something you guys would ever touch or get involved with or, or calculating lead credits? That, that, that wouldn't really get into it. Th- that no. would all kind of come out of your, your numbers that you generate, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And we passive house have... tends to be pre-certified products anyways, so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. What about, um, and and help me out here. We're getting we're getting deeper than my level of knowledge, but I, I hear a lot about prescriptive versus uh, uh, you know 
whole building modeling paths and, and, yes. and things like that. Um, like obviously, if you're if you're testing a, a certain assembly uh, and and you know just that product, that's one thing. Um, what if somebody comes to you and says, "Look, I've I've got to hit whole building numbers." Um, is there anything different on your end for that, or is it still just a matter of testing the product and basically coming up with whatever it, it says? Uh, this uh, basically for uh, systems like this, we can only give them the performance of the individual product. Now, if they want a whole building, uh, then they use these numbers in their calculation in order to calculate the whole building uh, numbers. The, a whole building air leakage is a little bit different because they have to actually measure the entire building. But uh, as far as the all the other tests, it's very specific and unique to only that individual assembly that gets tested. Okay, good. Um, they had an earthquake out in uh, BC uh, just recently, actually. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, Buildings get moving around, and right. uh, I don't know if you saw the New Zealand Prime Minister. Yeah. She was uh, standing there. Uh, she was quite as, calm. Yes, yeah, she was very relaxed, wasn't she? Yeah. I know. I yeah. was. I was. Never, although I think when you live in those areas, you get used to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I. I don't. I'm on a big chunk of topsoil <laughs> here in London. And yeah. it's Not an issue. But yeah. uh, um, obviously, that brings up uh, uh, you know in, integrity with the with with the building movement, and and I, I guess right. with seismic seismic is another. Uh, aspect right because it's it's actually shaking and it's yes. something different than just the regular building movement yes um, what 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 sort of standards and tests are applied for that Haya? so there are a couple of uh, AMA standards that are available in the market mm-hmm. uh, and is AMA 501.7 501.6 uh, that we typically use and 501.4 uh, these are standards basically look at horizontal and vertical movements of the assembly, uh, considering the movements of the building in relations to it. Uh, so typically, uh, the way that the system is measured is not only just based on if the system or anything is uh, falling or if anything is breaking. It's also measuring to see how if the system can uh, retain and maintain the same level of air and water performance at the conclusion of these tests. Uh, There has been a lot of focus toward, you know, doing the, yes, doing the live load and considering the live load of the building and then repeating the air water test afterward, but then are considering the ultimate, elasticity movement of the building and, and effects of it on those system and then considering what is the how is the system durable at the conclusion of it is it still retrofitable that you can just modify a few things and reuse the building after an earthquake or do you need to completely reinstall these systems uh, so these are some of the ideas that they are working in the industry with uh, there isn't a specific requirement out there for it yet, but uh, they are considering, or a lot of uh, uh, design teams are considering those and looking at those ideas. Hmm. And that would be a matter, obviously, of field testing. You'd you'd have to get out there and 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 actually do the test on the, you know, the window. Well, we can do it in house here. So, for example, typically in the test sequences, when it comes to those levels, when they ask us to, for example, move the system 
horizontally for how many cycles we can actually do that, typically three or more. And then after the bee actually move the system, then they, uh, the requirement in the test procedure says that repeat the air test, repeat the water test. Let's see uh, what happens. Oh, uh, I see. Okay, yeah. And that's how we can measure and define if there is and if the system retains the same uh, uh, values and requirements. What about what, what where where I went with that in my mind, if not in what I said, was uh, was what happens after a building has an earthquake, and then you've got to figure out if the if the stuff that's on there is still performing correctly. Has, has is is that something you'd ever get involved in? Well. That's part of the 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 new ways of what a lot of design team is looking at and uh, looking at the the way that they're looking at it is the durability of the build, building after earthquake effect. So mm. in a typical uh, case scenario, they could have probably stopped the test in the in the lab portion at the ultimate movement. Uh, but these sometimes uh, one of the requirements, and we, we've seen it a few times, that they ask the manufacturers to come in, do a little bit of a repair if there is, and if they need to change the gasket, if they need to do anything, they will do it. And they ask us to repeat the test to see if the air water meets the same level of performance uh, or whether, and they're just studying to see whether they need to be a drastic uh, replacement or whether with the minimal amount of replacement, actually the, uh, the system can retain its uh, life expectancies. Hmm. And that is. So, so that's so that's is that something you guys would go out on site to do, or no. would they be pulling? They'd be pulling the assembly out and bringing it in. We will actually do it in house as part of that mock-up test that we are doing right now. Yeah, before before it as gets part of the product certification. Yeah, yes. okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. And then you just try it and you say, okay, we're going to shake it like it's an earthquake. And then exactly. now let's see, let's see what we it looks like. We assume that the system yeah. will move, see this much movement. So we will uh, actually create that type of uh, movement on the system. And then we see whether anything falls out or not, whether everything, any, something breaks or not. And then at the end of the test, they ask, okay, let's do a, a little bit of more repair and then let's repeat the test. Hmm. And then hope that everything looks like that in real life if you actually get an earthquake. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is always the question in science, is it not? Yeah, exactly. So that, that's that's good stuff, Haya. Um the um I guess uh just to just to sort of wrap it up, what ad, what advice would you give to somebody who who was 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 looking to test something something new that they that they'd made or was was looking to 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 bring it into your lab and 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 get some mock-ups done uh on window wall? Um, I guess what what cautions, what advice, what 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 are the pitfalls, what are the uh, opportunities there, as far as you've seen? If I if I could answer it this way, that if and if somebody asks me whether they should uh, rely just on field testing or whether they should consider uh, mock-up testing and then move it to field testing. Mm -hmm. uh, then I would definitely tell them to always, and it's a new system, I would definitely tell them always consider mock-up testing in the lab. Uh, mm -hmm. the, because you can 
get familiar and understand your system better before it gets on site. And if there is anything that needs to be repaired and modified before it's installed, you can catch it right away. Uh, mm. rather than installing a system on site where you need to actually now uh, modify systems that it may not be as easy and as accessible as it would be if it's done prior to the installation. Okay. And this has nothing to do, of course, Haya, with you wanting to use your beautiful new uh, mock-up testing lab that's there in Toronto, right? Because it's, At all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> No, no, it's just, it's a, you know, if looking, being involved in the uh, field testing portion of it and being involved in the lab portion of it and seeing what could, uh, some of the things that could go wrong on site, uh, it is definitely, if it can be catched earlier, uh, it is much easier uh, pro, uh, situation to be retrofitted than if it is on site with a, major issues that then needs a complete uh, reinstallation. No, it just makes sense for sure. And, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot nicer to be testing indoors. And uh, you've got a, uh, and, and like I say, you know, Toronto area, you've got a beautiful new uh, uh, facility there. And uh, yeah. I was in there a while back and, and saw a very nice, now that was curtain wall uh, set yes. up in there. And it was, it was very large. Um, and, uh, so obviously, uh, you can get anything done there with, with window wall that you want, cause it wouldn't need to be nearly yeah. as big. Yeah. Um, I mean, the beauty of what we have is the fact that it's indoor. So yeah. the climate change, the weather elements does not affect the testing process. Uh, it is just within GTA. So, uh, you have the elimination of the traveling, uh, shipping material where you can just send it across GTA and just be here within 45 minutes of your location for testing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One thing, one thing I forgot to ask it. Do you know what's coming up new in uh, in four forty point six? Is uh, it, are, are there changes in that that uh, you've been aware of, or so uh, the four forty point six? It's uh, clearly looks at the installation of the high exposure product products, uh, but it does also cover uh, lab and field testing and some of the requirements that you may want to look at. Uh, so if a manufacturers don't know what to test when it comes to the lab testing for their window wall system it is not it is a great place to start and it tells them the, at least the minimum requirement that they should follow and then if they want to add on to it and create a expand on it they they can easily do it fantastic and then when they get all confused and, and, and stuck in the, the language that doesn't make any sense. They yeah, pick up the phone, phone and they away. call. Yeah, they call you. <laughs> exactly. Hi, listen, uh, thanks so much for casting some light on this for us today. Uh, I, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's always a, a bit of a, a vexing thing, I think, for everybody to wrap their heads around just what the testing requirements are, but it sounds like uh, help is not far away. So uh, that's good to know. Thanks very much. Thank you for asking us to join and talk about uh, window wall systems. Uh, yeah. And we're here, as you mentioned, we're here to assist anybody who needs our assistance. Hiya, where can people get uh, get a hold of uh, get a hold of you? Get a hold of UL if they need to. Uh, they can reach me at uh, Haya H A Y A dot Sagrati S O G H R A T I at UL dot com. That is UL dot com. Pan. 
fantastic. That was Haya Sagrati here on Glass Talk. Uh, thanks very much to Haya, and uh, thanks very much to uh, UL Labs for uh, all this great education. And we'll uh, talk to you next time. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Glass Talk. You can find this episode at glasscanadamag.com or on the major podcasting services. Glass Talk is a presentation of Glass Canada Magazine and Annex Business Media. Music